0: We know that building wealth comes from owning businesses and making investments, yet why still do nearly half of businesses fail in the first five years, and why do others lose it all in their investments? Welcome to the Wealth Watchers Podcast, your resource for building a massive net worth. We bring real stories from real people who are experts in business and investing, who will share secrets and actionable strategies to amassing wealth and achieving success. Brought to you by Happy Camper Capital. And now, your hosts, Justin Hoggett and Adam Lendy. Welcome back to a special edition of the Wealth Watchers Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lendy. My co host, Justin Hoggett, will not be joining us today. We're taking a break from our normal routine of having guests on, speaking about business and investing to commemorate and remember September 11th, 2001 to honor the victims who perished that day, to commemorate the heroes who fought for our country and against freedom, domestic and abroad, um, and to really just look at where we've come in the past 20 years, where we're headed, and to share some insight on how we can really grow from this. Um, Because as somebody who, like many right now, um, has spent the majority of their time growing up post 911 2001, um, I am in that millennial fold. Um, I've been able to experience a lot of this knowing, you know, having a good basis of what life was like prior and what it's like now. And the division that's unfolded since, um, whether whether related to 9-11 specifically or not, um, what I've observed is the divide that has, you know, really drawn a line down our country and has separated a lot of us um, politically, ideologically, socially, um, and that carries over into a lot of areas in our life. So I thought it would be only fitting to talk about, um, I guess, a topic that's near and dear to me and use a war hero, uh, decorated Navy SEAL and author, Jocko Willink, who wrote Extreme Ownership and some lessons from his book to maybe shed some light on a way forward Um, as I'm observing, of course, a lot of maybe non-ownership or even victimhood in some parts of our society. So a couple of highlights that I like to um, really dig into that came out of extreme ownership. Um, This is one I love about admitting mistakes and really owning um, situations as they come and and just blaming nobody but ourselves. Um, Jocko writes in his book, for leaders The humility to admit and own mistakes and develop a plan to overcome them is essential to success. The best leaders are not driven by ego or personal agendas. They are simply focused on the mission and how best to accomplish it. When we look forward as opposed to looking backward um, and trying to blame people or find scapegoats or, you know, uh, soften situations that have happened, you know, we're, we're not focused on the road ahead and this is something that applies i think in all parts of life this is both a business personal um is is key in our relationships just making sure that we're owning things and moving forward i can relate this to my career in law enforcement Um, there were you know times that people would you know not own a situation and spend time defending and getting out of it and or trying to get out of it i should say And, you know, had they just owned it up front, they would have not only moved through it quicker and been able to look forward, but would have been able to, you know, I guess, walk away with their integrity and oftentimes more respect from superiors. So um, this is something that I think is extremely relevant right now, um, especially given the stated divide we're in right now over our termination of the, you know, our presence in Afghanistan and the termination of the longest war in U.S. history. Um, and really the divide that's created, um, you know, there, I've, I've heard a lot of blaming and victim, but I have not seen a lot of ownership. Um, and that's from either side. So I think this is something that relates, you know, both politically, socially, but, you know, this is certainly something that comes up in business quite a bit. Um, something I take a lot of pride in is integrity and, you know, working with people who have high integrity. Um, the next takeaway um, is really relating to that ego and keeping it in control. Jocker writes. Ego clouds and disrupts everything. The planning process, the ability to take good advice, and the ability to accept constructive criticism. It can even stifle someone's sense of self-preservation. Often the most difficult to, ego to deal with is your own. And this is something that I, I think is extremely relevant, As most of us aren't aware of our ego. It's a blind spot for a lot of us. Um, you know, not not realizing how it's clouding our interactions with others. Um, you know the, the way we approach situations, and you know it's there's a need and a want to be right. There's also a desire, a strong desire to prevail and to win. Um, and I don't think every situation necessarily needs to have a winner and a loser. Um, oftentimes, just having clarity and understanding of another person can be enough to agree to disagree, and leave a situation as is. And what I've seen is it's, it's that's not the way um, a, a lot of folks have been interacting with the world and with current events. It's been more, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, and here's why, or you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong, as opposed to listen as to why you. Feel the way you do and think the way you do. And I I can say that I'm guilty of this myself as I reflect on my own interactions with others and my own personal beliefs and opinions. Um, You know, I I realize that my ego certainly gets in the way just like everyone else. And I think bringing awareness to it um, is maybe our best way to keep this in check. Um, Finally, as it relates to discipline um, and and self-discipline, Jocker writes in his book, Discipline starts every day when the first alarm clock goes off in the morning. And he says, I say first alarm clock because I have three. As I was taught by one of the most feared and respected instructors in SEAL training, one electric, one battery powered, one wind-up. That way there's no excuse for not getting out of bed, especially with all that rests on that decisive moment. The moment the alarm goes off is the first test. It sets the tone for the rest of the day. The test is not a complex one, when the alarm goes off, do you get up out of bed or do you lie there in comfort and fall back asleep? If you have the discipline to get out of bed, you win. You pass the test. If you are mentally weak for that moment and let the weakness keep you in bed, you fail. That's huge. Um, this this goes deep. This is about self respect and about that personal integrity. If we can't honor the commitments we make to ourselves. Even something as simple as getting out of bed when the alarm goes off, what does that do to our self-respect? And if our self-respect is tarnished, what is it, how does that shape our interactions with others? Because if we don't respect ourselves, odds are we're not going to show up with much respect for the others in our lives, both our personal relationships with our family, with our friends, certainly not with coworkers and with clients, customers. So... <clears throat> Building habits around and, and holding our integrity first is is big, and this is something that when I work with uh, my team and my my coaching clients, that I focus on heavily, which is, you know, set, setting your priorities and making sure that they get done. Um, these are non-disputable, <clears throat> uh, non-negotiable commitments that you set for yourself. If you set a commitment that you're going to get up a, at a certain time, and you fail to do it. After a while, that becomes a new habit. And as it goes, your respect for yourself diminishes. So this is where that accountability piece comes in. Now, I'm I'm not necessarily a believer in self-accountability. I think it's hard to hold yourself accountable. I think it's a great idea to have a, a friend, a family member, a coach, somebody who holds you accountable to the goals you set for yourself. But personal integrity plays a big part in this too. So I think the, the two are not, they're not mutually exclusive. They, they are um, requiring one another because you can have an accountability partner even a coach who you're not honest with. Um, so that personal integrity is a key piece. <clears throat> so as we come up on the end of the longest war in U.S. history, as we remember 9-11, as we think about the changes we've made in our lives since then, how are we going to move forward? How, how do we choose to wake up each day? How are we going to approach our days, approach our lives? When that first alarm goes off, are we going to wake up to it or are we going to go back to sleep? You know, When somebody else <clears throat> disagrees with us or contests our view, are we going to attack them or are we going to seek to understand? You know, Are we going to allow others to draw a deeper divide between us and our fellow man? Uh, or are we going to take ownership of the situation ourselves and re- either reconcile our differences or recognize that there isn't necessarily a common ground, rather than cast the first stone. Um, as we move forward as a country, uh, we need to unite. You know, this was this was something we were really good at uh, post 9/11, 2001, was saying we were united and standing behind our flag um, and being proud to be Americans and supporting our country. And it's something that I feel has diminished since, and something that is important for us to seek. Um, seek unity as we move forward. So as you spend time with your family and your friends and your loved ones this 9-11 weekend, and as you remember the tragedy of 20 years ago, uh, let's also seek a way forward, um, even with those who have differing opinions, views than us, even those we've fought with in the past, disagreed with in the past. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to be best friends with them or that we have to agree with their point of view or believe what they believe but let's own it to our let's own it ourselves to be a part of this situation that or I should say of the part that makes the world better going forward. Let's let's be the people who the change for good, that force for good that moves us forward, unites us as a nation and really moves us ahead. Because this is going to be what protects us from future terror attacks. This is going to be what makes us prosper as a nation once again and be an economic superpower. This is going to be what makes us uniquely american. So I wish you the best weekend um, with your loved ones. I implore you to check your ego. Take an honest look at your own integrity. Decide how you can be a force for good going forward. How you can show up for those who rely on you most. Be that your friends, your family, your team, your coworkers. And be a change for good to help move the world forward. We owe it to our country. We owe it to all of those who perished in the fight for our freedom and our sovereignty, Um, be that the victims who died on 9-11, the heroes who've been lost in war since. We owe it to our families, our friends, and we certainly owe it to ourselves. Thank you for listening. This has been a special episode of the Wealth Watchers podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lundy. Have a wonderful weekend. This has been the Wealth Watchers Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about Wealth Watchers and our parent company, Happy Camper Capital, please visit happycampercapital.com.